So many snacks to choose from in ISO and you can eat all day. No one even knows. I've got a very interesting snack coming up for you very soon. I'll give you a little tip. You don't need ISO to snack. Okay. But I feel like snacking on your snacks right now. <laughs> and those retired Qantas 747s, there were some bar carts put up for auction. Sold out in two hours. Mm. What was in the carts? We will reveal all in this edition of The Source with Cindy Daz, thanks to Byron Bay Peanut Butter. The weird and wacky week that was. This is The Source with Cindy and Daz, thanks to Byron Bay Peanut Butter. So, so let me just step out of the studio and I'll go get myself something to eat while you continue on. Oh my goodness! You know what I could go for? What's that? Something from Byron Bay peanut butter. Yum! Always, Anything. Always. Do you know what I discovered this week? Just mm. on that, people. I didn't know this. I learned something. People have peanut butter on apple slices. Oh, I don't think so. I didn't know that. Oh, I'm going to give it a whirl. I want banana with it right now. Oh, yum. Can I just go down and just get something organised while you continue on? You don't no. need me as part of this podcast, No, you, you need to hear this. Okay. There's a lady called Jenna Evans, and on Tuesday she was on a high-speed train that was uh, racing down the tracks, mm-hmm. and she had her darling fiancé by her side, and then some bad guys appeared. What's that got to do with Byron Bay peanut butter? Oh, you just Were they like heading on a train to Byron Bay, maybe? Possibly. I don't think there is one going to Byron Bay. I don't think Bay. there is. Uh, so you can imagine, you're mm. on a train, there's these bad guys that jump on, and mm-hmm. you've got a 2.4 carat diamond engagement ring. Well done, Jenna Evans' fiancé, just saying. Can I just jump in from a guy's mm-hmm. point of view? Mm-hmm. 2.5 carat means absolutely nothing 2. to me. 2.4, he was almost there. Good, oh, good try. Is that like, does that make me it's got what more? Like, it's is it huge. bigger or? It's massive diamond. So the, the, the amount of carats mean mm. you can see better. Yeah. <laughs> but you can also, it's the size of the diamond, is yeah, it? Yeah, right, it's the okay. size of a diamond and a 2.4 is a pretty hefty size for your average type of person, okay? Well, if I ever bought one, it would be like 0.4. It probably would be too. Yeah, you'd need a magnifying glass to see mm-hmm. it. So you, uh, she thought she'd do the only thing that seemed reasonable at the time, okay? On the yep. train, there's bad guys, she swallowed it. Right, Okay. Ouch. Well, that doesn't seem reasonable, but I can understand that well, she's a little bit concerned. Wouldn't you be sort of worried about protecting your own life rather than your ring? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why she thought this, but she did. She said, I popped that sucker off, I put it in my mouth, and I swallowed it with a glass of water. There's right. a glass of water okay. on the train. I don't know where. Maybe a bottle of water. Anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. Well, it's a dream, remember. So. Well, she woke up. That's right. Right, right. okay. So you, all was good. Just Yeah, that's exactly right. right. Yep, you've I just it away, nailed it. It's okay. Right. She okay. woke up. Right. It was a dream. <laughs> <laughs> How funny is it? So she she woke up and she's like, oh, that's so James Bond. Like mm. she thought she was amazing until she realised that her engagement ring wasn't on her finger. Oh, oh, oh. So she's got a history of sleepwalking. Uh, she soon realised that the bad guys that she was talking about and the high-speed train had all been in her in, in her dream. Right. But then she realised that the consumption of her 2.4 carat engagement ring actually wasn't in her dream. She'd done it. She swallowed it. She really swallowed it. Well, that's impressive. <laughs> it's impressive but not impressive that's at the big. same time. I suppose I've like swallowed big bits of steak. Don't. Do not. Not saying anything. That would be bigger than a 2.4 carat diamond ring. 
But that would hurt going it's down. Like anyway, enough. So she's gone, obviously, to uh, emergency. The doctors have found the engagement ring in her intestines. <laughs> It'll be nice and safe there. Just Too bad, her, bad guys. They didn't get it. They, no. Just beyond her stomach. Uh, she said that uh, the the engagement ring had been returned to her by the doctors and uh, they still plan to get married, which is a very nice story. But uh, take that bad guys. Don't even bother trying to get my ring. What do you do with it when it comes out? I don't know. How does exactly. It get does it get exactly. disinfected? What does it does it hurt the diamond if you clean no, it? No, diamonds are the Forever. Diamonds are for, well apparently so. That's what they say. The James Bond movie. But uh, just in case you ever wanted to know some useless information, diamonds are the hardest rock in the world. You right. can't get a harder stone than a diamond. More than Dwayne Johnson. Yes. I mean he's pretty hard. He's pretty hard, but a diamond is harder than take that Dwayne. Wow. Take that Dwayne. Dwayne used to listen to the podcast now longer. Good on no you. No longer is a Jenna, friend of ours. I'm glad you've got bicarb soda love. Swish it round a couple of times, you'll be right. That's I remember a dream once that um someone was eating a beautiful big marshmallow and it was mm. lovely. It was the nicest mm. marshmallow they'd ever had in their life. Oh. And they woke up and their pillow was half eaten. What? Are you no, I just made that up. I was going to say, that just sounds that ridiculous. Could, that could be a dream. No so, different than riding a train to Byron Bay and getting attacked by strangers <laughs> and have to swallow your ring. Bad guys. They were bad guys. I, when you said marshmallow, I instantly thought of toasting one right now and that you? mushy, beautiful feeling in your mouth. Well, I can understand that, Sim. We've got a campfire in the studio here <laughs> if you want to jump over there and get your marshmallows. Hey, you know, I really miss flying. Yes. I really do. And we spoke a couple of weeks ago about Qantas re- retiring their 747s. Mm. And with that, it's a whole heap of memorabilia. Qantas mm-hmm. merch, if you don't mind, was Thank going you. up, mm-hmm. up for grabs. And aviation lovers and people who just miss flying like us jumped at the chance to own a fully stocked bar cart mm. from its retired 747 aircraft okay. over the last weekend. The bar cart, which is now completely sold out in under two hours, according wow. to the airline's Instagram, came complete with Australian wines, okay. Tim Tams, yes. and a first-class Sheridan throw to relax at home with. What would you do with it? <gasps> That's would you... what those snobs get upstairs. So if you had a Sheridan throw mm. and you brought it home, oh. what would you do with it? Uh, you'd use it Would you just day? pack it away because you're a little bit concerned that you might ruin it? Depends if you had a dog like me. Well, You'd put it away if you had yeah. the dog. But I've never had a Sheridan blanket in my life. That would be like, – that's next level. Are yeah. they right up there with a 2.4 carat diamond <laughs> ring pursued by mm. dangerous folk? Correct. The 1,000 carts or up for sale were fresh off the 747, which Qantas retired in July after 50 years in the sky. Okay. Now, I'll tell you what, 50 years in the sky, they must have a huge fuel tank. Yeah. That's a long flight, isn't it? Oh, wow. 50 years. It's not even Father's Day anymore. Dad jokes now. I'm just saying. I'm just making mm. stating the obvious. Everybody's thinking. Well, all guys are thinking that. The pre-loved mm. carts served Qantas and their customers uh, well during their world travels from LA to London and Singapore to Santiago, mm. with each one averaging around 2,000 flights. Oh, it's wow. some good service. All right. Okay. Spokesper- legit. A spokesperson for the airline con- confirmed to travel and leisure this week that the bar cart sold out in those two hours. They were complete with 40 mini bottles of uh, red and white wine. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. 40 of each or 20 40 of, of each, red? Or do- 40 so- mini bottles each of red and Amazing. white wine. Amazing. A bottle of champagne <laughs> from the business class. Sally can understand why I would travel first class. Correct. Two business class amenity kits. What's a business class amenity kit? Never been in business class. Don't okay. know. But I imagine there'd be like stuff like um, 
I don't know. You'd, you'd fit right in in business class. You'd get socks. I'd love to. No, I, w- I wouldn't, but I'd oh, pretend that I did. you would fit right in. I'd like to think that I'm I a business I reckon I, class. I could too because I yeah. would just be a snob and ignore people. That's what they all do Yeah, you're first rude. Class. Yeah. I don't think I'm rude. I just don't like people. <laughs> the first class Sheridan throw, of course, is in there and mm. two business class sleeper suits. Oh, the pyjamas. Now, we did talk about the sleeper suits on the radio on Friday mm. in our show, if you missed it. I've got a pair of those at my place. What do they do? Was it like a onesie or something? So, no, they're not. Um, I'd like to just clarify first that my 20-year-old son has flown from Melbourne to Dubai business right, class, yeah. right? Yeah, I've never flown business class in my life. Let's just put that out there. Now, so you, your son flew, mm. was flown from here to Dubai. Mm, Is business he, when's class. he coming home? <laughs> he came back economy. Actually, oh, okay, no, he gotcha. came back premium economy. I haven't even flown that. That's what you do to kids. Just send them one way somewhere. I'll pay a lot to get you to Dubai just one way. Say I didn't pay for it anyway. Clearly, I wouldn't put myself in the seat before him, let's be real. So he's brought a sleeper suit home. So he, he came home with his sleeper suit on. And so Qantas give you pyjamas when you're in business class. And it's mm. like a grey tracksuit pretty much, but it's a beautiful material. And then on the front of the grey tracksuit top, it's got the uh, the Qantas kangaroo. Right, yeah. And that's just black on the front. Yeah. Um, but Jordan, my son, I remember he was only about... 16 or something when he mm. flew business class. He loved those pyjamas so much. He wore them until he couldn't couldn't wear them anymore, until he grew out of them. Still got them? I think he's still got them. They're a, that's memorabilia. They're it might be so worth cool. something now. I'll chuck them on eBay. He won't care. Oh, I would. He won't even know. Uh, there's been a, there was a huge demand, according to a spokesperson for the 747 memorabilia, and frequent flyers had expressed keen interest to convert the bespoke in-flight trolley into everything from lampshades to storage units. Oh, oh. The fact the bar carts come uh, fully stocked with some of Qantas' most popular onboard service items uh, hopefully inspired some high-flying fun at home. Qantas half-bar carts went uh, up for $974.70. See what they did there? Right. 747s in there. Okay, love it. Of Aussie dollars, including delivery. The airline also offered a limited number of full-size carts for (laughs) $1,474.70 Aussie dollars. So, well done to Qantas. And people just, um, like there was a 1,000 of them. So, can I? Off they went. Okay, so we know what the the bar carts look like. They're they're quite narrow because they've got to fit down the aisle, mm. and they're probably how, how old were they, or how many times have they been used? Fifty years are in the in in the air. So, but they'd probably be scratched and damaged. Still worth it though. If you're going to keep it, you just get maybe get a powder coated or something. I was just okay. Good. That was my question. What would you do with it though? Two thousand flights. What do you do? Average? Just stick it in the corner of your lounge room and stick some alcohol on it and pretend it's yeah, a bar or something. I'm not. I'm not sure it's worth. Fifteen hundred dollars. It depends. If you're an aviation fan, you yeah. might uh, want to pop it in your collection. Might be worth something one day with your little air model of TAA or something or ANSET T-A-A. next to it. TAA. <laughs> That's how old the I am. The friendly way. The friendly way. You are old. I did fly TAA in 1982 when there was ashtrays. I, I wasn't smoking. I was quite young. Well, that's that's but a I real positive. Do recall explain a lot if you were my mum. I do recall my mum smoking on the plane. It's disgusting. Coming up shortly on the source, the Tennessee woman who has a deep love affair for trees, and she might have broken a Guinness record along the way. Oh wow! Okay, and another lucky lady, not myself, who's won herself seven hundred thousand dollars. I'm just always bitter when people win money. Oh, I'll tell you how. All the weird and wacky here on the source, thanks to Byron Bay Peanut Butter.
Hi, this is Paul McCartney on behalf of Rad. If you're drinking, you can't drive my car or any car. And remember, don't drink and drive. It's just not worth it. A message from Rad, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. This is The Source with Cindy and Daz. When was the last time you won yourself $700,000? You don't get asked me these tough questions and it doesn't take me long to come up with the answer. It would be somewhere between zero and naught. Yeah, well, there's an Australian woman who has been forced to cancel her planned holiday due to COVID, as we Mm, all have. Good one, COVID. Uh, But it's turned out to have worked in her favour when... Staying home and being mm-hmm. forced to stay at home has uh, won her more than $700,000 on a lottery ticket. Just for staying home. Yeah, I'm a little bit cross about well, this. Where's my $700,000? Yeah. I'm at home. Well, she went and bought a lotto ticket. Okay, so uh, she told the lot officials her $707,235 winning ticket from the September 21st, uh, Monday and Wednesday ex-lotto draw, would never have been purchased if it wasn't for coronavirus. See, it's not a bad thing for everybody. (laughs) She's walking around going, I love the pandemic. (laughs) Good on you, COVID. That's her kid's first, uh, next kid's first name or middle name, COVID. Yeah. COVID lottery. uh, I don't think so. I think she's a little bit older because only old people buy tickets. That's why I still class myself as young. Wow. Yeah, I know. Clutching at straws here. Mm-hmm. She said, we'd actually booked a trip to Europe and we were supposed to be there right now, but we had to cance- cancel it due to COVID-19. She said, it's strange to think if we'd been in Europe, I wouldn't have purchased this ticket and won, and she flaunts it around again, 707235 bucks. That That's really a lottery snobbery because you just say, <laughs> ah, 700 grand. Yeah. $707,235. She Snob. said that her and her husband are making uh, plans for their money. Right, because oh, as you would be, well, probably yeah. sipping on a glass of Verve right now. Out What's on the, Verve? Oh, it's like, like you know, top shelf champagne. Wow, well, okay. Yeah, I uh, I buy it uh, once a year for a special occasion. I take out do. a bank loan for it. Yeah, of course you do. Every year, mm-hmm. yeah, only once a year. Mm. Yeah, it takes What's me all for? year to pay Anna- it back. Anniversaries, maybe Christmas. Christmas. Okay. Yeah, then I save up for another one all year again. Almost <laughs> seven dollars away every month for it <laughs> instead of seven hundred seven thousand two hundred thirty-five. She said, "We've Good got honor. a, f- I know, we've got a few things to fix up around the house, and we'd love to help our family out. Maybe I should start my family trade. Could be related." Uh, she said, "I'm still working, but I might look to retire soon. You never really know what's ahead, so it might be handy just to keep it as a little nest egg." Come on, Gladys, or whatever your name is. She will not keep $707,000 as a little nest egg. $707,235. Good on you, though. Like, seriously. Well done. She will be forever grateful for the pandemic. You know, that's in uh, 1983. Mm. It was a lot of money. Now, $700,000 wouldn't last you long if you decided, I just want some luxuries in Mm. my life. Yeah. Just, just want some luxuries. So if you went on yep. a great trip and you got a couple of nice cars and mm. you and you did mm. something property wise, okay. seven hundred seven thousand dollars would go very quickly. Would you be tight with it? I reckon I would be. I'd, I'd want to stretch that out. Yeah, so would I. I wouldn't want to be working anymore. I'd, I'd still buy a bottle of Verve. I might buy two. Like they're seventy bucks well, a bottle. Okay, there you go. You're really <laughs> you're really expanding, aren't you? <laughs> How much are they a bottle? About seventy dollars. Wow, that's not too bad. They'd be more expensive than that, surely. Uh, no, you can get them on special for about 50 bucks. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. What a bargain that is. Yeah. 
Speaking of uh, just love affairs, mm. I just love a love story. I know you love love, don't you? You love love. I hint, I, I, I'm gaining a little hint of sarcasm here that you love love. Yeah, you're correct. Mm. Uh, but then some people love nature. Mm. You love nature that much, you want to get involved with nature mm-hmm. so you can maybe get yourself in the Guinness World Record book. Okay. A Tennessee woman broke a Guinness World Record uh, last week by hugging a tree <laughs> in a Chattanooga park. Okay. I love that word. Chattanooga. Chattanooga Park. <laughs> Adrian Long spent 10 hours and five minutes with her arms wrapped around a walnut tree at the Heritage Park in Chattanooga's <laughs> Brainerd uh, neighbourhood to break the previous tree-hugging records, which stood at 8 hours and 15 minutes. She didn't just sit and go 8 hours and 20 minutes. Did she have a catheter in, just She's, asking? I don't know. what she, well, she, she was allowed to eat and drink, just couldn't take the arms off. So well, someone would have had to come up and, little, I guess, with the verb and just give her a little drink bucket. out of the straw. Yeah, a little bucket under her. Ten hours and five minutes, if you don't mind. Do you know what, honestly? I'm I just, love trees. That's not it. a bad record to break. Ten hours. Like, that's just a day sitting. Standing there and just hugging a tree all day. Wouldn't be a pretty that. Point. No squirrels in that thing. I could hug a tree for ten hours. Well, there's a record here to be beaten. If you go 10 hours and six minutes, you've got it nailed. I just get so bored, but yeah. It's a long time to be standing there hugging a tree. Yeah. Long's friend, Sarah Medley, owner of Studio 59 of Venus Salon and Spa. That's got your attention. Yes, it has. Organised activities for Long and the spectators, including dance, oh. yoga and guided meditation during the attempt. Beautiful. How could she do dance? Oh, well, How is she, she doing could, yoga? She could do some line dancing on the spot. I mean, I know you like line dancing. That's why Line dancing is so creative. Mm. <laughs> such an attempt to sit there and just go step one, step three, step two, swivel. Like, oh, so swivel. Like, swivel, that. Well, you that were all over it. Boot spookers. Well, they call them boot spookers. <laughs> boot spooker. Boot spookers. It is nearly boot Halloween. Boot scooters, right. Uh, but I guess it was more for the people who were there supporting her. Oh, the attempt was live streamed on the World Record Tree Hug page on Facebook. Live now streamed? That, yeah, that's live streamed. Wow. And I've been on the page. Uh, it is a huge page, 112 page likes on the uh, World Record Tree Hug page. <laughs> <laughs> and she, and it was streamed. There's, there she was. Oh. There was uh, Adrian. She was sitting there hugging the tree. Oh, there was wow. There was shots every couple of hours and she Shots, like, like, like as in drink shots? Shots as in just photos oh. uh, of all 112 people that were liking the page were all there. Now, Long's Feet raised money for the local Audubon Society. Uh, so I think it was for a good cause, but she's got herself in the record books. And she just thought when she got to 8 hours, 15 minutes, and someone said, Adrian, you've now beaten the record, she said, I'm going to continue on. I'm not done yet. Me Nothing and like Mr. a bit of wood. <laughs> she's probably thinking at, the t- at that time. So she's decided just to continue on, and well done. Like, say, oh. so if you really want to have a crack at this, you've got to aim for probably ten and a half hours of mm. hugging a tree. Mm. Now that would be something. I wonder if there's a jewel tree hugging record that we oh. could break. Oh. We find a couple of really good trees, and we yeah. get out there and just hug the shit out of them, <laughs> and we find ourselves in the Guinness World Record. <laughs> It doesn't have to be in Chattanooga. It can just be somewhere here in Melbourne. Oh. All of a sudden we find ourselves in the record books. We're just hugging a tree. out the window right now and I can see two trees and there's no one near them, so we could probably start there. Could we do that for 10 hours or 11 hours and sitting there just jewel hugging a tree? Well, I don't think that there's a – well, I, I don't know because I haven't, but we need to check out the record for the jewel hugging of a tree and then we could give it a crack. We could – what? 
I don't know. I just thought it was funny, but I it wasn't really. I was trying to find a crude angle on that. I couldn't find one. No, no, no. You're barking up the wrong tree. And so you say what you're saying is: we, do we do it in the evening or we do it in the morning? What do you mean? Well, if you did in the morning, you'd oh. have a deep affection for morning wood. Um, so I just think that would be worth <laughs> investigating. It just shows there must be tens. <laughs> And tens of oh. thousands of records that could be beaten. And I wouldn't have thought that tree-hugging would have been one. But there you go. That could be one that we could attempt. Jewel tree-hugging. Jewel tree-huggers tree would be always known as those jewel tree-huggers. we'd probably have an argument. One of us would get up and walk away and we, like, we wouldn't be, we'd have to start again. What? Yeah, well, you'd probably just get a bit sick of it. I'd be bored in five minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we've still got a bit more to get through. Cindy and Daz here on The Source, thanks to Byron Bay Penner. But I want to talk about the uh, young man whose work has taken him away quite a bit. So he's found it really difficult to find a, a woman in his life and have long-term relationships. Mm. So he sort of turns to a particular business and it had a little bit of an awkward ending okay. one evening. All right. Well, maybe he might get married. I'm not sure. but I don't I- think he will for this one. All right, well, I want to talk about your first dance wedding song and what it means about your marriage long term. Listen oh, up, I've got the answers. Disaster time. The source, Cindy and Daz, thanks to Byron Bay, Ben Butter, stick around. Final question. For a million bucks or a bout of gastro, what are the odds of getting food poisoning each year? One in ten or one in five? I reckon one in ten. Wrong. <laughs> With 4.1 million cases of food poisoning every year, your odds are one in five. Oh, I think I need to go lay down. You won't have to if you follow these basic food safety tips. Clean, chill, cook and separate. For more tips and how to donate, Google Food Safety Information Council. The Source with Cindy and Daz, all the weird and wacky stuff you might have missed this week. Don't you just love the bit in the wedding where the bride and groom, they're married, okay, everyone's had a few few drinks by this time mm. and it's time for the bride and groom to do their wedding dance. It is a very special time of the night. Like yeah. I'm normally over at the bar at that stage watching. Yeah. Um, yep. But it is a, it, it's kind of the highlight of the evening, isn't it? Like speeches, it can be a bit of a disaster. Mm. Not everybody enjoys getting behind a microphone, but yep. that uh, moment when you're up there yep. toe to toe in it, front of everybody, a little awkward at times. But it is a bit, but it starts the couple's married life together. Well, really, I would thought that would have been a celebrant would have done that. Yeah. But however, it makes but it official with the wedding dance. A little bit more relaxed and stuff now but mm. you're right everyone's having a, a bit of a look and everyone else wants to know what song they're going to choose as well yeah so makes a difference apparently there's been a, a what's it called a poll done a survey that's found that mm. there's a link between a wedding song and how long the marriage lasts and if you're an elvis fan it's not good news oh no like who doesn't choose what? Elvis? Elvis. I love Elvis. A survey by onby.com revealed the top 25 songs that take couples to their first dance and the likelihood of the marriage lasting based on the song of their choice. Right. So there's a poll being done by based fo- on how many people? 5,544. Of course. Not <laughs> 5,550 or anything or... So the survey of 5,544 people found that one of the most popular choices saw weddings end in divorce. Right. So (sighs) this is where you could be linking back to the king himself. Elvis Presley's Mm. Can't Help Falling in Love. What movie was that from? 
Oh, was it in a movie? Yeah, of course it was. Was it? Was it's it in what? Blue what, Hawaii. Oh, Elvis movies. I yeah. thought you were talking about like a newer movie. No, no. Mm. Blue Hawaii. Well, Elvis's Can't Help Falling in Love was one of the top 25 songs picked by couples with 10.48% of people selecting the song, but only half of the couples who selected the song had a lasting marriage. Oh, dear. It's got a little uncomfortable in the studio. Yeah, well, on a more positive note, Elton John's Can You Feel the Love Tonight had a Mm. more romantic impact. I love that song. Are you thinking of picking a song for your wedding song based Mm. on the song or based on the ability to dance to it and not be too awkward? Like, you wouldn't pick uh, Katrina and the Wave, (laughs) would you really? Well, unless you'd had dance lessons or you were, you know, unless you Mm. were choreographed something, which I personally think is for dicks, but that's fine. That's my own opinion. Wow. You speak your mind. Yeah, no, I'll do that. Mm. More than uh, 70% of couples who selected that song, which is Can You Feel the Love Tonight, had a strong lasting marriage and it seems also selecting a Disney song has a positive effect on your marriage as well with A Whole New World, You'll Be In My Heart, and one of my favourite songs in the whole wide world, You've Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story. Toy Story. Yeah. Specifically mentioned on the list for for long-lasting marriages as well. Um, Meanwhile, the top song that saw couples end in divorce questions me firstly as to who would choose this song in their wedding in any capacity, Mm -hmm. but Little Things by One Direction. (laughs) Wow, what a surprise. The wife gets up there and goes, here's my husband and we're going to sing and dance to Little Things. It's been uncomfortable for the uh, gents, isn't isn't it? it? Really? Yeah, and Jason Mraz, I'm Yours. Michael Bublé's popular wedding theme, Everything, wasn't a safe option either, with the survey finding that the song showed 49% chances that the couple's marriage would end in divorce. I just would like to know, like, at what stage did these people Mm. who got divorced, when were they surveyed to say, are you still married or are we divorced? Well, what song did you listen to or did you you dance to on your wedding? That's a good question. A question for you, though, uh, as a man, do you just let the woman choose the song or do you want to be involved in that choice? No. No? By that stage, I'm sort of... I'm, I'm well on the way to divorce by then, so I might as well just let you just do it, love. Whatever you want to do, I don't care. I'm just going to sit there and pretend I can dance and then get back to the bar. So now that you know that can't help falling in love with you is a high chance of divorce, if you got married again, would you have that song at your wedding? Well, might as well. <laughs> like most most marriages only last on an average five years, don't they? Yeah, What difference so. does it matter? It just enjoy now. the song. Get the king to come along to the wedding. Well, hilarious. Just go for it. I think we'll close that book. Now, leading to uh, marriage is trying to find a partner in your life. Mm. Very important. But sometimes with some people, that work takes them away. You might work on an oil rig. Mm-hmm. You might be away for six weeks at a time. What's that show we're watching? Oh, 90 we're day, watching 90 Day Fiancé. There's uh, one couple in there. The guy works mm. on an oil rig. I yeah. think he's just going to go away again. And yeah. he's with a very fiery Brazilian. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's not very happy about no, that. I think she's going to play it when he goes away. Do I think you? I reckon she might. All right. She's just over to use him to get into the country. Mm-hmm. That's another podcast in itself. Maybe isn't we should it? start doing Netflix reviews. That's what we could do. Although it's on nine now, isn't it? Yeah. Which That's our friends right. over in the States probably wouldn't know what doing that means. Binge watching reviews. So he's away for a long period of time, quite often, which meant it's very difficult to find a partner mm. and engage in sort of long-term relationships when you're just sort of coming and going mm. all the time. So I can understand that sometimes, and we all have our needs, I don't know whether women have the same needs as men. Right. But 
in order to sort of fulfil right. his uh, oh. sexual needs, let's say, say, can we say that on a podcast? Probably say that on the radio as well. What's but he doing? He's uh, just engaging with his local escort company. Okay, all so right. So no right. commitment. Yep. Uh, there's nothing what? more than just paying the dough, mm-hmm. getting you, getting jiggy with it. <laughs> oh, well. And it's all done. He's what? dating different girls every time. Dating for three minutes probably maximum. All right. Oh, a charge per hour, I wonder. Like, if you last for three minutes, you got what do you do for the other <laughs> 57 minutes? Is it like small talk? It's like Uber Eats. How. You just click and collect. Co- click and collect? Yeah. What are you collecting? Well, okay, click and deposit. Well, <laughs> deposit is probably <laughs> more accurate. So, so I've got no problems with the story at this stage, mm-hmm. okay, because he's just, you think, well, you know, I'd love to have someone in my life. Mm-hmm. We all need that special somebody, mm-hmm. but he hasn't got time for that. Right. Work is not going to allow him, unless he meets someone on the rig, and I don't even know whether he's going to an oil rig, but his, his work takes him away for long periods of time quite often. Okay. So he engages with his local um, escort agency called mm-hmm. Envy.com, is the, uh, if you want to go and, Jen's want to jump on that. Right. <laughs> So one night he was home because he had an urge to uh, get jiggy fulfill. with it. He just needed to scratch an itch, if we can put it that way. And he uh, <laughs> so he made a selection by Envy.com. Okay. Quite an attractive older lady. Oh. I think you like the old ladies. Now, you don't get to see the faces on these websites, oh. just the body. So he selected the body, fair okay. enough, because okay. that's where you're going to spend most of your time. It's actually making me feel a little bit sick. Okay. Well, why is wrong with that? No, no, you continue. You no, know, I want you to tell me what's making you sick about that. The fact that women put themselves in this situation where they're on a website with their face blurred out and people mm. look at your body and say, yeah, I want that one. What, what did they say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might just look at the website and not worry about it. It might be all done by then. Okay. So no headshot, right? So he's made a selection one evening. He's home. He's, he's needed to get jiggy with it. And he's uh, made a selection based on a pretty rockin' body. All right. No, he didn't say that. I just sort of throw that in. So it'd be a rockin' body. Didn't worry about the face too much. I think, okay, it doesn't matter. Because I think it's about protecting privacy. Of course. Stage. Now, things got a little awkward when the, the escort turned up. Oh, God. When there was a knock on the door, he waited for 45 minutes and uh, when he made, when he placed the order <laughs> and he waited for 45 minutes, uh, knock on the door. Very, now, what would you immediately think? What would be an awkward situation if you're a, if you're a gentleman and you're waiting for a your escort to turn up? Now, we can flip this around and say, what, what happens if it was a male escort? Because male escorts still mm-hmm. exist as well. So, mm-hmm. if you're a home by yourself and you're waiting 45 minutes, you place an order on envy.com and, you, and all of a sudden the door opens and there's a... Male escort there because you didn't see his face, mm-hmm. but you liked his bod. Right. What would be awkward to you? What would oh. be really uncomfortable? I don't know if he was like super ugly or something. No, I think it'd be probably more if you knew them. <gasps> now, as it turned as it turned out, uh, the lady of the night who turned up was uh, the mother of his best mate. No, no. It was the mother. <laughs> Which was a little awkward for both concerned. Oh, my God. So he opens the door and he goes, uh, Mrs. Williams, oh, what are you doing oh, here? Mrs. Williams. Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Williams. Now, luckily for uh, young James, uh, mum, oh. uh, mate, uh, took control of the situation. Played it pretty cool. You've booked me, James. So let's just pretend that we don't know one another. Because they're not, they're not related. Oh, my gosh. I think he, he said that he always had a bit of a thing for his mate's mum anyway. So oh. that's worked out to be a bit of a bonus for him. It was just a little uncomfortable. They, but they decided after uh, oh. the act, after the three minutes, to uh, keep the secret. <laughs> we would never speak of this again. 
Wow. James's mate is going to be none the wiser, her son, mm. none the wiser. Mm. It was a business transaction, as we say in the escort beers. Oh. And they decided to um, to keep it confidential, which okay. I think is a lovely thing. Now, there was a little twist. Now, you're going to jump, jump in now because there was a little twist to the story. Okay. I just, I just want to know if he'd ever told – I want to know so much more than this. I want to know if he'd ever told his ma, uh, his mate that he thinks that his mum's a MILF like or anything like that if he found her attractive. I think that you don't sort of say that to your friends about their mothers. Don't you? You think it. Oh, okay. Do. I won't, well, I'd wonder if he'd ever thought it then because, you, you know, Mrs Williams had been rocking around the house with her, you know, short shorts on. Depends so, on how old they are. I mean, they're in there like – 20s or 30s, I can understand, but when you get a little bit older and vintage and you think of your mate's parents and they're in their 70s, you yeah. think it's not so much thing as MILFs anymore. Yeah, right, okay. I don't know what they call them now. Are they GILFs? Like uh, grandparents? Yeah, yeah I think so, yeah. So, uh, the little twist. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a twist in itself. Hang on a minute, there's more. Yeah, there's a little twist in it. Um, James' mate, no, he, I'm just whose mum is the um, escort oh lady of the night, yeah, also uses the same company. No, 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 <laughs> no. No, he did not. <laughs> no, he might not have. But there's a good chance that he may one night, because if he doesn't recognise his mum's oh. almost naked body, which you probably wouldn't, because that's one thing you just definitely do not <laughs> sit there and visualise. <laughs> Um, there could be a chance one night that James's mate might just choose his mum to turn oh. up one night. There you go. So just be really careful, gents. Oh, my gents. God, my heart is beating really fast. This be, is really bad. Be very, very careful, oh. gents. If, if you're jumping on Envy.com, uh, just, you just never know who you might be oh. bumping into, literally. Good on, on a regular basis. <laughs> Good on you, Mrs. Williams. Nice work. Oh, boy, literally. What, what a lovely way to end the podcast. <laughs> eh? Episode whatever it is, I can't remember. Oh I've lost count. Oh, gosh. Of course, uh, we love the podcast and we love Byron Bay Peanut Butter, who are very good friends and partners. So check them out on their socials and also jump on the website because they're still selling a lot of their stuff online. Now yes. we're sort of coming out of lockdown. And uh, we'll come back and do it all again next week. Let's do that. <laughs> Have a good one, everybody. Stay safe. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of The Source with Cindy and Daz. Thanks to Byron Bay Peanut Butter. For more episodes, head to extrabutter.com.au.